while it appeared that you disappeared, from your perspective, you walk through red curtains you're walking through um, until you mm-hmm. find yourself uh, this noise becoming louder, the sound of, of celebrations and, and people having a good time. Music is playing, this piano, the smell of smoke. You three are standing on the edge of a very large uh, like casino floor um, with mm-hmm. gaming tables, um, there's a bar, people are drinking, and a huge variety of patrons, not just you know races you'd find from the material plane, a bunch of strange fae creatures uh, like rabbit folk and frog people and uh, like elementals flitting about. And there's that uh, like very furry like gnome who was guarding the door last time when he sees sees Potentia, sees Harold, sees Meredith and goes, welcome. Hi. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Thank you very much. And he like stops for a moment and he sees you, Meredith, and he like reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a bell and he like rings a bell. And this bell like is, its ring is so clear Mm-hmm. that it somehow pierces all the other noise and there's a uh, a flurry up on the banister of of leaves that spin around um, and encapsulate uh-huh. a person who steps th- through yeah dressed all in red leaves in yep. his hair he looks down yep. sees you and just smiles hi uh, he like glides down the stairs, um, moving through the crowd, like disappearing for a moment and appearing until he's standing right in front of you. It's Mr. Red. I'm going to move to the front of the group and stand in front of these two, I think, and look up at Mr. Red. Meredith, it is wonderful to see you again. And you've brought friends to my fine establishment. Yes, I do believe you've met. Yes, Harold, Potentia. Welcome. Harold, it's good to have you back. Potentia, this is your first time, so I'll explain how my establishment works. As you can see... I've read your warning. Ah, so you know about the fantastic prizes that are available for those who win in games of chance and accumulate tokens. Yes, and I understand that that's the only way one can leave your establishment. Oh no. The door and he points hmm. is always open for those she, who want to she leave. She smiles knowing like at at that being like you know what I meant. It's the like mhm. The portal behind you to the material mm-hmm. plane requires a token to leave. Mhm. There it is. But Meredith, you of course are free to leave whenever you like. I wondered about that. Actually, I was going to test it out before this guy rang the bell. You, of course, are a, uh, and he like half bows, honoured guest here in my realm. Mm-hmm. She like narrows her eyes a little bit. Can I take these two with me? If they have tokens. Okay. And she kind of like sighs, like, yep, that's what I thought. Well, I am... Nothing if not 
hospitable. Hmm. So, the first drink for Potentia and Harold is on the house. Meredith, you get five. Well, that's indeed very generous of you. Thank you very much. Of course. You can see that she's like, she's very wary, but she's, you know, being very polite. Um, She looks around a little bit. If you need to speak with me more, Meredith, you know where to find me. I do. Good day. And he will walk away as if something has, like, a quarter's attention. He just goes. Mm-hmm. Interesting, she says, almost kind of, like, to herself. And you can see that she's, like, processing information. <laughs> well, I suppose, um, pledging your soul to someone has some benefits, at least. Meredith is going to, like, turn around and, like, glare at him because no. <laughs> um, and she, like, she glares at him and, like, takes a step towards him and, like, pokes him, like, in the chest and says, I did that to save your butts. I'm well aware, Meredith. I Good. I'm just, I just, I don't want to lose sight of what a precarious position these kind of pacts can be. It's not free. Oh, I am very well aware of that. But if you could keep your your comments to yourself, that would be incredible. And you can see, like, she's, she's like, her eyes are, are like, blaring because she's already on edge, I think. She's mm-hmm. already on edge about, like, being in this position and, like, she's just been told she can leave, but her friends can't. So she's very, like, <clears throat> she's, like, and she, take, like, closes her eyes and takes a deep breath and then goes, <sighs> sorry, it's Mr. Red, that guy, he just... It gets into my head. I'm sorry, Harold. I know you didn't mean anything by it, but just... (sighs) This whole situation is awful and I hate it. Well, I, you know, I think we knew, we didn't, we knew coming in that... um, (sighs) Yeah, he was going to get under our skin and it's going to be awful. (sighs) Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm sorry I, I snapped at you. No, I, 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 I get it. I just, I'm just very aware that sometimes, oftentimes, these sort of pacts, you know, they're, they're very tricky. Yeah, it's an understatement. <laughs> Although keeping him on side is probably, uh, probably a good, good strategy. To be honest, that's why I kept my mouth shut. Um, you know what? Let's just not think about that part of it for a little while. I, I think we not. I think we need to just sort of take a look, look around, see what the games are like, uh, see if we can run into any of these adventurers guild members. I'll turn to the others. I'm like beckon them in a little bit closer. This is, by the way, okay. this is a space that has like alcoves and, and like tables and booths and things that you could move into that would oh, okay. give you some privacy. Well. Yeah, so I'm going to... This is a place with a lot of people and with places that have lots of people, you can find places to have private conversations. Yeah, Mm. yeah. All right, she's going to scan the room a little bit, zero in on a booth and then like beckon for the other two to come follow her and she'll... We'll go and sit in a booth. Um, Do you guys follow? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've no reason not to. All right. So when we're all... 
Yeah. So we, we take a seat and Meredith like looks at the other two and takes a deep breath and says, I think I need to go and talk to Mr. Red alone. All right. Just don't agree to anything. <laughs> I'm sure I don't have to tell you that. But. No, I know. I know you're saying it because you, you care about me and I appreciate that a lot. And I'll, I'll do my best to take care of myself. And try not to get in, in any further over my head than I already am. Meredith, it but, might you know, be worth, like I said, this guy's... might be worth clarifying ways that you can communicate and so on in the same. Mm-hmm. So you are just trying to find out simple information, not agreeing. Maybe get some details about how things. this works. Yeah, that's a good pl- that's a good plan. kind of just I don't I don't trust myself to not lose it around him you know like even two seconds and I was already snapping at my friends and that's not me (sighs) well Meredith remember you know you're you have a way with words yourself just remember Potentia's gonna do a thing you have your own strengths as well um Potentia's gonna slide you would know this because you would see it but I don't know that the audience has this piece of information. So she wears a, as well as um the ring her brother sent her. She wears mm-hmm. another ring on the other hand. If Ben looks at my list it's a signet ring that's like mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Potentia's going to pull that off her finger and slide it on cuz it like lives on her little finger. She's going to slide it onto Meredith's mm-hmm. thumb because it's the only one it will fit. Um and just be like don't Use this to remind yourself that we're here. Oh. And also, you can't go anywhere without me now. Because I want my ring back. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So don't leave me behind. Hmm? I promise. Uh, I'm also going to just um, touch Meredith on the shoulder and sneakily cast Eagle Splendor, um, which will last for an hour and give you uh, advantage on all charisma checks. Yes. <laughs> all we're saying, Meredith, is we've got your back. Thanks. I appreciate that. I do know. I'm sure your bardic lungs mean you can scream as loud as you need to and we'll come running. <laughs> oh, I I can make I can make a very loud noise if I need to. Alright. I'm I'm gonna go. Wish me luck. Just appeal to his ego. He seems to like you that. You don't need luck. You're lucky. <laughs> Sometimes it does not feel like it. So, Meredith, you're mm-hmm. heading up to Mr. Red's office. Yes, uh, I am. You've been there before, so you know the way. Are you being sneaky at all? Or are you... No. Okay, describe I... how, how you're walking to Mr. Red's office. I'm walking with purpose. Mm. Um, I think she's not bothering to, to sneak or anything. Like, Mr. Red already knows that everyone's there, and she's like... Mm. Fine, I'm going to go and get answers. So she's like doing a little like stomp walk, I think, <laughs> up to his office. Okay. Uh, so 
making your way past the the patrons of the casino up the steps to the um, the upstairs part of Mr. Red's casino, uh, down the hallway to where his office is. Now, do you knock or do you just go straight in? The door is closed currently. I think even in yeah no I think I'd knock. Even in your even in your like <laughs> oh, I hate this guy. Yeah. But, oh yeah. But it is polite. To knock. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She hasn't lost all manners completely. Plus, okay. like I think she's kind of trying to like create as much time for the others as possible. Like just walking straight mm-hmm. in is not gonna. Okay. Yeah. Um. So knocking on the door. There's a momentary pause before you hear Mr. Red's voice. Come in, Meredith. And the doors swing open, uh, revealing his office. Now, infuriating. previously, uh, the office was a... Uh, mm-hmm. It looked like a forest contained within a room. Yeah. Where, like, the walls were trees. Um, it, it is similar to that, except there is much more, uh, like, leaf litter on the ground than there was previously. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely like a, a, mm. a, a channel has been created, a, a pathway from the, the door to his desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you, you walk into the office, the doors swing shut behind you. Mr. Red is at his desk and there are, he, he seems to be signing papers or writing on papers. And as he does, he pushes them to the side and they disappear in magical sparks um, almost as quickly as new papers appear in his like inbox pile. Ah, Meredith. So not he's he's like not looking at you. He's he's busy, but he's talking to you. Meredith, mm-hmm. what can I do for you? What brings you to my office? Are there chairs? At the at the desk, uh, there is a chair. Yes, in front of the the, the desk, one of those like high high backed, um, heavy felted kind of chair. Fantastic. Is there an arm as well? Yes. Like arms to the chairs. Yeah. All right. She's gonna like flop dramatically back into one of them and like hoik one leg over the side of one of the the arms and then just kind of go, <sighs> and then she kind of looks around and goes. Need to get someone to sweep up in here, mate. Hmm. What? Oh yes. Yeah. The leaves. Ah uh, yes. We are approaching the end of the season. That time once again. Doesn't I it s- always stay autumn here? Oh, this is simply a reflection of the external world that I use to help keep track of time. As you, as he says this, several leaves break off from the the roof and like flutter to the ground. Hmm. You see. My work has become twice as busy since your kind. He like waves his hand towards you in like a broad gesture. <sighs> Traveled to the southern continents, although twice as many opportunities. Yeah, he easy come, easy go. A paper flies away. But uh. I have so many people here in my casino. I must keep an eye on things, make sure no one's cheating, make sure 
things are running smoothly. An eye here and an eye in the material world. That'd be a bit confusing too, wouldn't it? Oh, well. When you've been doing things as long as I have, you get used to it. Uh, I think it'd make me dizzy. I'm sure it would. Now, Meredith, you've come to this casino for a reason. I'm assuming it wasn't to make small talk. Can't I come and visit a friend? Uh, at that, he stops writing and he looks at you. Now, Meredith... She, like, looks innocently back. I want you to make either a persuasion or a deception check. Because you've just said, can't I come and visit a friend? Are you lying 24. or are you trying... Is that a perception? Is that a deception or a persuasion? Uh, persuasion. Okay. So you... I ask because I you've called him a friend. Yes. Okay. And he, he, he like really looks at you for a moment. You've come to visit me for a, a social call. Ah, uh, not so much social. More <sighs> talk some more. See if I can get some more information about what's going on. Maybe have a cup of tea I don't know he you see like the the leaves in his hair like prickle up like a porcupine quills yes he stands up like pushing his chair back uh, into the leaves behind him and he puts his hand on his desk and effortlessly slides it across the room or like to the far wall uh clearing the space between you we shall have tea and the room begins to shake as he like starts summoning a table and a tea kettle and like couch cushion chairs and things to sit down and the the room is uh, a swirl of wind as the room becomes different to the office it is now this plush uh, decorated extravagant tea room and he sits himself down Meredith like That's reaches better. up and picks a leaf out of her hair <laughs> can I offer you some tea Meredith oh always I promise you it is from the material plane oh she kind of looks looks at him and as if like uh, oh I didn't consider that uh. <laughs> He pours you a, a nice mug of tea. It smells incredible. Um, in fact, this might be the best tea you've ever had. Oh my goodness! This, this is this this is amazing. Where where is this from? I've brewed it myself. What's in it? I've sourced the water from the finest springs. I've sourced the leaves from trees in the deepest parts of the forest. There are elements of wild berries. Oh, and of course, uh, a nice dollop of freshly sourced honey. It's delicious. Well, what can I say? so rarely get friends visiting can i offer you any like with a swish of his wrist 
a box appears in his hands and he opens up a chest. Can I offer you a biscuit? Meredith, like, reaches out a hand and picks up a biscuit, but you can kind of see on her face she looks a little bit... I don't know that troubled is the right word, but she kind of frowns a little bit to herself as she goes to eat the biscuit and she's a, she kind of turns a little bit thoughtful. This is possibly a very Australian <laughs> thing. It If, if you imagine, f- like, fairy bread, yeah. like bread with, with yeah, sprinkles yeah, yeah. on it, but as a biscuit. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it's like a chocolate freckle, but biscuit instead of chocolate. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's amazing. As you look up at him, you see that both eyes are just like locked on mm-hmm. you. He has tea, like a, a mug of tea, but he he's, you know, holding it, but he doesn't appear to be drinking. He's just kind of looking at you. And you get the impression that his focus is entirely on you. She kind of like shifts a little bit. Um and then puts her cup of tea down and the biscuit next to it. Um, and then leans forward kind of with her, her elbows on her knees and then goes, why me? Why whatever do you mean, Meredith? What? Why all of this? Like, why? Why? Well, I offered hospitality to no, a guest. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Why Why did you single me out? You've been watching me for a really long time. If my memories are clear. Ah, perhaps for you. It's a blink of the eye for me. <laughs> well, it's all perspective then, I guess. Yes. You see, I've been around since... Mm, not too... Oh, make myself feel it, but I am very, very old, Meredith. I might look young. You don't look a day over 30, mate. Well, 30? Yes. (laughs) She grins. I do look fantastic for my age, but appearances must be maintained in the circles that I am in. Appearance is everything. Okay. You ask why you? And I hate to burst the bubble that you have created, Meredith, but you are not my only warlock. There are others in the world which I have granted power to now to be fair I thought there might be I was very fond of the offerings that your mother left in that forest and hospitality must be repaid so I saved her child right what do you want, Meredith? What do you want more than anything? I... That's a big question. 
I don't think I really know the answer. Perhaps a smaller question. A reflection of what you want. What are you working towards with your studies? I mean, fairness, really. Fairness from what? What inequality are you attempting to correct? I just... She kind of like looks up at him with a little bit of like a a half smile and she's like the powerful people the wealthy people the well-off people of this world they keep making things in their image they keep making things for them and then the rest of us we just sort of get left behind you know the ones that are different the ones that that don't fit the mold We, we you know living in a world that's not made for us and through your research and through what you do in the world you seek to change that well yeah i guess you see just a little part of it systemic real change yeah meredith What you wish for is what I want. For you see, I seek change in the world. Just as the season changes from summer to autumn, I seek change in the world. Here's the thing. I don't know that your kind of change is the sort of change that will benefit everybody. And the more I talk to you, the more I worry that you're the sort of power that I'm working against, you know? If you've ever seen an owl, like, twist its head and look directly at you, (laughs) without moving its shoulders, it's that. He, like, looks at... He was looking away and he looks at you without moving his body. And then his shoulders turn afterwards. (laughs) Oh... That's so creepy. (laughs) I am but one power in the world, Meredith. You would seek to spur my gifts? No, don't think so. There are others out there who would be more aligned with your antagonistic thoughts. People who you would view to be oppressors. More than me, for you see, I have done nothing to oppress you. I have empowered you. And as our agreement continues, and I continue to grant you power, that power would aid you, will aid you in unseating these people that oppress you, oppress people like you. Surely that is something you would wish. I think Meredith is just going to pick up her cup of tea again and take a sip and look up at him and go, this is really, really good. But you can see that she's she's 
a bit troubled by what he said and his reaction, I think, to her to her words. She's like processing. You've come today with friends. Yeah. Allies. Yeah. Potentia and Harold. Yeah, they're the friends that you helped me save. With my power, you can continue to help them. What is it you're doing, Meredith? Uh, and you see him kind of like, like looking into the middle distance, like he's looking past you back towards the casino. Do you mean just right now or just life in general? What are you doing now, Meredith? The, the walls, the trees that make up the walls in the room, the branches look like they're closing in above you. The room is getting like smaller and darker. I get the feeling they're up to some shenanigans right now. Would that be about right? That would be a fair assumption to make about what your companions are mm-hmm. doing. Sounds about right. So you need to come up with something to <laughs> distract him. To to allow because he he can perceive what's in his realm and you've been distracting him, but you've you've been losing his, his attention. Um if you want, you, you can roll an insight. And I can perhaps provide yeah, you some. I'm going to do that because I've I've got nothing. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. Ooh, that is a maths twenty. Okay. So the things that that seem to gain the most attention was when you showed up and said you were a friend, that switched him from like he's busy doing work, focusing on things to focusing entirely on you. Mm-hmm. And like he mentioned hospitality. Uh, mm-hmm. that he you know, needed to provide you food and, and comfort. Um, the second thing that really grabbed his attention was when you spoke tangentially to the bargain you've made where he gives you power in exchange for you doing stuff for him mm-hmm. so what those two topics uh, like mm-hmm. friendship with him the the personal connection you have with him or the patron warlock like business agreement you have okay okay, so okay. those would be two, two one of two topics you can talk about all right. So, tell me how this works. You said you've got other people around around the place. Are any of them close to me? I don't believe any of them know you personally, so none would be considered close. Geographically, oh, within a few days' travel, there might be one. Interesting. Because, I mean, it might be nice to, you know, talk to somebody else who works who works with you. Maybe we could work together to help you out. If I require more than one of my warlocks to complete a task, perhaps I will consider this. Um, the trees seem to, like, move back away, uh, giving you some, some, like, room to breathe, basically. I mean, you know me. I really like people. It'd be nice to... To see who else you've got on the team. See what we can do. Hmm. Yes, I've considered this, but I've also seen other times when warlocks with the same patron group together to pool their influence. 
doesn't always end up well. Really? Why not? Well, Meredith, one might say that's how a cult forms. Uh... And while I would very much relish being admired in such <laughs> a way, it does tend to generate the kind of publicity that I don't want with my dealings. Yeah, I mean, you also strike me as a sort of person who likes the fact that we can think for ourselves rather than be brainwashed. Of course. How else will you solve the many problems that you wish to solve if why not using your own minds? Mm. I can't be expected to solve all of your problems. Not just some of them. Just as you would not be expected to solve all of mine. Oh, interesting. There are many factors at work in the world, some of which oppose me. And I am limited in my ability to directly oppose them. Why is that? Is that a political thing or a... I have signed the Accords, Meredith. I am a high fae. I have certain agreements I must keep to. So political. Which is why I employ agents who can move in the world that I can keep at a certain distance. So there are more high fae. He looks at you and he, his brows cross. Yes, Meredith. Yes, there are more high fae. And there are... They do the same thing? They've surely got... you know there are... Surely you know this. Does she know this? Um, Is that just something I would give know? Give me a history check. It's something that you might know, but actually... It's a 14, by the way. It's possible you learnt it as a child. Yeah, right. I kind of, like, learned them as, as... Stories. Yeah. Like... Like you would have known, you would know about Queen of Air and Darkness, the Fae of Winter. Mm -hmm. You would have heard about like those kinds of Fae. You're yeah. like, oh, wait, now that I've met one of these kinds of people, yeah. making me rethink a lot of these things I had as a child that maybe yeah, yeah, aren't yeah. just stories. Yeah, for sure. Um, she looks up at, at Mr. Red and goes, I mean, I've heard fairy tales up until a few months ago I didn't know you existed for real I thought I thought everything was stories fairy tales are just the stories that mortals tell about us huh one day someone may write a fairy tale about you oh I mean, that's going to give me a low-key existential crisis. You are a warlock of a fey patron. I am the Lord of Autumn. You're in a fairy tale. Huh. You know you have one of those moments where you think... You, you kind of look back and you realise that you're essentially living out your childhood fantasy of, of being in one of those stories. Yeah, that's what's happening right now. I, I'm a little bit... I, I kind of don't know what to do with that. I can't say I relate. Well, you are the fairy tale. Yes, and I look back and there is no childhood. Really? 
You mean you've just always been... And she, like, gestures to all of him. <laughs> like, you've just always been... You? Okay, that is a question that is delving into his... Into his... <laughs> so, I would get you to... Give me a persuasion roll. 19. Okay. I have not always been who I am now, Meredith. I had to seize this power from one before me. But I am who I am and have been for a very long time. Long enough to see the elves make the transition from Feywild to Material Plane. We'll leave it at that. Wow. Give me a, if you want to make a history check to try and work out how yes. old that is. Oh, that's 11. To. You may have vaguely heard that at some point the elves, like, were Fey, but have now become material, like, mm -hmm. mortal. Insofar as an elf is a mortal, is mortal. Um, there is no number associated with how mm. far back that is. That is like prehistory, like before written word. That is that is a myth. That is a legend. Right. That is like the age of when dragons were in power in the world, when they ruled. Like that is beyond that, perhaps. Right. That's old. Old, old, old. Old, old, old. Um, give me a wisdom saving throw. With a, a DC of, uh, let's call it 10, to reconcile the existential uh, thought of you are speaking with a being who remembers I that. I got nine. <laughs> that hits you yeah. like a, a cold shower. That like, oh, oh, this is somebody older than... <laughs> I should not be so glib. <laughs> like... Oh, there are there are mountains younger than this creep than this being. Yeah, it's, it's like her mouth sort and of. And you're pops mouthing open. off to it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> like her eyes widen, and she's like she's holding her tea with the the like a teacup with the saucer, and you can kind of see her hand start to shake a little bit, and her eyes kind of widen at him. And she's, like, opening and closing her mouth a little bit. <laughs> He's looking at you, and there's this, like, he, he like, t tilts his head slightly, then tilts it back, and there's a smile that creeps across his face. Like, he's, he's he realizes what the thought <laughs> you've just had, like, the, the realization. <laughs> and he's just, like, drinking it in. Like, yes. <laughs> I got it. And this smile gets, like, big. Like, bigger than it has any right uh. to be. Like, it becomes uncomfortably, like, across his face. So that, like, like a, like, he's like a Muppet. Like, he's half his head oh, is God. this smile. And then your teacup slips, shatters on the ground, and you blink, and he's back to how he was before. And you don't know if... It, if it really happened, like if he if he really That's looked like that, or if you were just imagining so it, so creepifying. It's way too early in the morning, Ben. <laughs> I 
Um, okay, Meredith is gonna like shake herself a little bit and then go, Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. I just um shattered that teacup into a thousand pieces. I and she like leaps off her chair and bends down and starts to gather it up. Oh that's fine. It was leaves and he waves his hands and the the teacup pieces turn back into leaves. It is leaves once more. And they like fall from her fingers. And you can kind of see, like, she swallows a lump in her throat. Many things in this world are transitory, Meredith. (gasps) They were one thing. They are one thing. They become another. Why do I get the feeling you... Leaves to tea to leaves. You're, you're, You're talking about me, aren't you? Meredith, you asked why... You. And the question you should be asking is not why you, with someone, something as old as I am. The question isn't not why you, it's why not. I think Meredith is going to take this opportunity to flee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, th- I think, I think, I think she's done. Um, and she kind of... As you, as you yep. run from the room, he calls back at you. Until our next tea, Meredith. Like she slams the door behind her and like leans up against it and takes a really deep breath. And like her hands are kind of shaking a little bit. Uh, give me a perception <sighs> Maths 20. Muffled by the heavy door that you're leaning against, from the room you've just left, you hear this deep bellowing laughter. I hate him so much. It rolls across the, the, the door. I think she's going to like clench her fists and you can kind of see her face is bright red like she's really embarrassed and kind of feeling like a a whole bunch of different emotions and they're like flickering across her face and she's like clenching and unclenching her fists and she takes another really deep breath squares her shoulders pushes off from the door and then heads off to find her friends 